It's time for Speaking of Speaking, quick tips and tools to take you from stage fright to spotlight. This podcast gives you an inside look from the world of public speaking and speaking secrets you need to be bold from the stage, no matter what business you're in. The host of Speaking of Speaking, Carl Richards. Thank you, Matt. Yes, it's another edition of the Speaking of Speaking podcast, and I am very honored today to be speaking to somebody who has been a mentor and a friend for, I'm guessing, the last, oh, I don't know, eight to 10 years or so. But Steve Lowell is the current president of the Global Speakers Federation. He's also the co-founder of SNJ Training Solutions, award-winning global speaker, number one international best-selling author, international professional speaker, and former president of the Canadian Association of Professional Speakers. We're so glad he's here today. Steve, welcome to the podcast. Hey, Carl, thanks for the invite. You know, I've been wondering when this was going to happen because I see you've got all the greatest people on your podcast and I've been sitting here thinking, when is this guy going to reach out to me? So full disclosure, you were on my chicken list. I'm kind of scared to ask Steve Lowell to be on my (laughs) podcast. Is that whole, you know, mentor, mentee type thing? Should I ask my mentor? Is he going to be evaluating me? So anyways, I finally decided that this was a great time and a great time for you too, as aside from some of the great things that you've done in your, how many years have you been speaking? Actually, I lose track. Oh, I've been on the live stage since the age of six. So that is 53 years now. Wow. Yeah. Speaking professionally for about 35. Okay. And you're doing something that is, when I saw this, I thought, oh my goodness, how's he going to do all this? But then I realized, oh, it's a virtual speaking tour, but you're about to embark on a virtual speaking tour that will have you speaking in, obviously it's on Zoom or some platform, some virtual platform, but it's in how many different cities will you be speaking, so to speak? Well, 22 areas. So there are 22 different sessions across 11 time zones, right? And so it's not really about cities as much as it is about time zones. So I had to figure out how I was going to do all this. And the reason why this came about is because, as you know, as president of the Global Speakers Federation, part of my job is to go to the speakers associations around the world and speak to them. And we speak about what the GSF is and all those things. But one of the things that keeps coming up over and over again that people are asking me is, how do I speak internationally? How do I get booked in other parts of the world? So this conversation has come up in just about every association that I've spoken at. So I had this idea. I said, maybe we can, you know, reach more people with this message by going on a virtual world tour. So I organized it and set it up and it starts next week. That is fantastic. Now we can say that COVID has kind of been a catalyst to a lot of people rather speaking virtually, but virtual speaking isn't really anything new with, you know, webinars and, you know, back in the day there was, you know, you would hold, you know, training sessions on, you know, instant teleseminar. So it's just another version or another way of getting your message out, really. And the big difference that's happened is this. You're right. The concept of virtual delivery is not new, but what has changed is the level of acceptance and even the level of expectation. So what we found is, as you know, and you had to do this too, is we had to pivot, right? When COVID hit, Jane and I made our living traveling the world and doing live events and generating business that way. So when COVID hit, everything came to a dead stop. So of course, we had to learn how to pivot. And what we found over this time is that not only is virtual delivery being more accepted by audiences and by meeting planners and by corporates and by associations, 
not only is it being more accepted, it's also being preferred and even expected. And so when I talk to speakers, bureaus, and agents all around the world, the consensus is that virtual delivery is here to stay. And what's happening, and we're starting to see this already, is events are now going to a hybrid model. And it's an interesting opportunity for you and I as speakers and for other speakers out there because it's an opportunity because it allows us to reach a much wider audience, a global audience, really, right from our home office or from our bedroom or wherever we present from. But it also has a much higher level of responsibility because what's happening now is the expectation of the quality of your virtual delivery has elevated exponentially. It used to be that people expected you to be in your living room and to have you know, a questionable quality video and audio. But now they're looking for studio quality stuff from a home office and it needs to look good and it needs to sound good. And the expectations are elevating really fast. It's funny that you mentioned that because I've even noticed that with clients that we serve that they're asking for, oh, do you do the full studio edit? And we like to do a lot of what we call rough cut editing mm -hmm. for at least for video, which is fine. But as far as a live presentation, Pete, you're right. Lighting is important. And it's not just about having one light on your desk or your overhead light on. It's about, is it backlit properly? Is your backdrop proper? You know, are you wearing the right clothing? Do you have, if you're a little bit lighter hair color, like uh, you and I put together are, do you have any kind of enhancement in your you know, face makeup, for, I guess is what I'm trying to say, so that it looks and sounds professional because that studio quality, and then let's talk about sound because that's another one too. It's not good enough to just use your computer audio. You know, yeah. there's that expectation that you're either using a lavalier or some type of professional microphone, and that expectation is big. And I, I think that the surprise to some people, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I think the surprise to some people is they don't think about it. They don't realize that the reason why they might not be getting the speaking gig is because they're not looking and sounding as polished virtually as they would be if they were on a physical stage. Yeah, and we see that happening. And the way that that's being managed is organizations are having, um, you know, sound checks, quality checks, video checks. Long before they sign the contract or long before they make the arrangement, they put you on screen and they assess all of those things. And so we see now keynoters who make their living speaking and doing keynotes, and that's all they do. And what they've done, many of them have created crazy high quality hybrid programs from their home or their home office. And when I say a hybrid program, what I mean is it's like this, they're going to be live and they look great because they're in their own studio. They got good equipment and they're talking to you and you know, they're live because they'll mention some people in the comment or something. And then what they'll do is they'll say something like this, well, let's go to the classroom and then they'll turn and they'll walk away. And then a video comes up, right? And it's a pre-recorded video, but they're in the same clothing. And they go to the classroom and now they do some generic content and then they'll say, okay, let's go back to my office. And then he's live again or she's live again. And they do these hybrid performances and they're absolutely amazing. So people are getting very, very creative with the way that they present from their home office. Now, when I present from my home office, I've got a home office here, which I'm in right now. And I do meetings from here and some training from here. But when I'm actually presenting, I have a studio in our basement. I've got a beautiful backdrop and I've got you know TV screens and all of this 
stuff is there. I go old school, man. I don't even use PowerPoint 90% of the time. I use flip charts, Carl. As you know, you've seen me on the stage, right? I've, yep. I've spoken all over the world to thousands of people and I have flip charts on the stage and people go, is this guy in the 70s or what? But it, it really makes me stand out. So I figure if it works on the live stage, it'll work on the virtual stage. So I'll have my flip chart on my virtual stage with me. And it's just a whole lot of fun. And it's working out great. It's, I think the key, you know, it's the same as any other presentation. The key is to keep them engaged. And you've got to do something to keep them engaged. And when we're stuck in a little Hollywood square on the computer screen, a talking head with a microphone and headset or whatever, it's really hard to be dynamic enough for 40 minutes, 50 minutes, 60 minutes to keep people engaged. You got to find ways to move. You got to find ways to be dynamic and physical and entertaining and educational and captivating and all of those things all within this little 13 inch square. Of the ways that work, does hard selling still work? If uh, I can ask answer, that question. You can totally ask that question. And here's the answer. Absolutely. Hard selling still works, but I hate it and I don't do it. I've done it. I got good at it, made a lot of money doing it, and I stopped doing it because Jane and I just, we did not feel congruent with that approach at all. And so we stopped doing it and we found a much more natural, authentic way to generate revenue from the platform. Now, you know, we're just sort of getting to the point now where we're matching the revenue we would make on the really hard sell, but the difference is we're not getting cancellations. And the people that come into our orbit, into our programs are the right people coming in at the right time. So we are having so much more fun because we're dealing with clients now that are more in align with what we do and who we are, more in align with our values. And they didn't join us because of a pressure tactic. They joined us because we figured out how to present in a way that they genuinely want and need what it is that we are offering. And then it's just a matter of helping them determine how they're going to get in it, right? Would you say that hard selling, seeing as we're on that topic, would you say that hard selling is also subject to geography? Like it works in some places such as the US, but it might not work in the UK or parts of Canada. Would that ring true? Oh yeah, absolutely. You got to know that environment, that geography. So we've done very well with when we were doing that. And it's been a long time since we were doing that. So when we were doing sure. that hard sell, we did well in the States with it. We did well in Canada. We did well in New Zealand with it, but go to the UK and they'll just boo you right off the stage. Go to Singapore, they'll boo you right off the stage. You know, So you got to know where you can do that. And fortunately, we just decided we don't like it. I don't like doing it. It doesn't feel good when I was doing it. And even afterwards, when we looked at the numbers, there's always like this little check mark above it because we feel like we didn't really earn it properly, you know? Mm -hmm. And so we get rid of all of that because, you know, we have a set of values by which we run our organization and our business and our lives, and we needed to be true to those values. So now the way we do it, it doesn't appear yet to have any geographical boundaries <laughs> yet because the truth is, Carl, authenticity works everywhere. Mm -hmm. It works everywhere, even in the U.S. I like that. Authenticity works everywhere. And yeah. I'm assuming that that's a disconnect that the hard sell doesn't necessarily have because it is, hey, there's 10 spots and I see four people racing to the back of the room. So if yeah. you want to be one of that, there's limited or almost no authenticity in there. Even if your story or your messaging before that was just you know, dripping with sincerity and authenticity, mm. it's now lost. Absolutely. Now, there is a tipping point and there are still techniques that need to be mastered in the authentic sales process because 
people are not just going to throw up their hand and say, I'm in. You have to make an offer. You have to do it a certain way. And you've got to give them clarity on exactly what's going to happen for them. And how you do all of that is very important. And what we've tried to do and what we're figuring out to do very well now is to go through all that process without anybody feeling like they're under any pressure whatsoever. And because what we're finding is people will open their minds if they trust you. They'll open their minds if they legitimately want what you've got to offer. We sort of backwards engineer our entire presentation. So it's like this. What do we want them to think and feel at the very end? And we get that established in our mind, and then we backwards engineer the entire presentation to bring them to that thought and that feeling. And so when they reach that thought and they reach that feeling, they're at a point where they know what they need to know about what we do. They're either thinking, I want to be part of this, or they're not. And both of those things are okay. You mentioned clarity. I just want to go back to that for a minute. Do you think that that's one of the pieces that for some speakers, especially if they're new at you know selling their products and services from the stage, that it's really lacking kind of the way I'm describing it? There's something missing within that clarity? Well, that's one of the things for sure. And so a couple of things I'll mention here. One of the principles that I kind of guide myself by is you don't want to confuse volume for value. And what that means is too many speakers, and I did this for years, and this was a big problem for me. And Janie had to help me to you know, bring this down. And that is, I was giving way too much content and I was giving way too much. And in my head, I was thinking, I'm giving great value here. I learned that there's a tipping point between volume and value. I was giving too much volume. I'm not talking about loudness. I'm talking about quantity of stuff. So I was giving too much volume and then they lose that clarity. And so there's a tipping point where you're no longer providing value. All you're doing is taking away the clarity. So I had to find that point. Where is the tipping point between volume and value? So they're getting value and still being clear. The other principle is this, and this will be a little bit more difficult to explain, but the biggest mistake in selling is selling. That makes sense what I just said? Say that again, because... The biggest mistake in selling is selling. And this is what so many speakers do. They get on the platform and they do their presentation. And then they say, let me tell you about my program. And that's the moment that you start losing the sale. So as soon as you step into selling, selling is off the table. So that was a difficult concept for us to wrap our arms around. And now we've got it. Now, I'm going to be covering some of this in the virtual world tour. That's not the focus of the world tour. It's something else which we can talk about. But it is a big part of what we do. And so the principles that we now use to, you know, to generate business from the platform, these are principles that any coach, any consultant, any author, any speaker, any expert in anything can use these exact principles to sell more. And it starts with changing the way they think. And that means changing the way they think about their client and their market's condition. And then change the way they speak is about changing the way they speak about themselves and their products and services. And that we do a very specific shift here. So when they make that shift in the way they think and they make that shift in the way they speak, they sell more because they're actually not really selling because the biggest mistake in selling is selling. I love that. I've had the opportunity to take a boatload of training from you and have learned a lot in that time. And I'm excited to, I don't know which part of the world tour I'll be connecting to one that I'm awake for, I guess. But let's talk about the world tour. Well, let's talk about what you're going to be talking about uh, during the world tour then. What's the focus for that? Sure. So the world tour is called Go Global. 
And it's about how to take your business or your speaking business internationally or even globally. How do you get booked to speak all around the world virtually or on the live stage? And I'll tell you where this comes from. You and I were chatting about this before the show. And that is, as the Global Speakers Federation president, part of my job is to go to all the different speaker association conferences around the world. And there are 17 countries in the world that have associations that are part of the Global Speakers Federation. Now, had this not been COVID times, I would have been out there traveling to each one. I would have traveled the entire world and gone to every one of these and spoken live. But of course, because of the pandemic, I speak virtually. So I'm going to all these events and they're all speakers. They're all professional speakers. Some of them aspiring speakers, some of them seasoned pros, you know, and they asked me a lot of questions about the speaking business and that world. And the one question that kept coming up over and over and over again across the entire world was, how do I get booked in other countries? And I think the reason why people are finding this interesting now is because they're recognizing that they can present right here from their home office. And they're thinking there's a whole world out there that I can reach. How do I reach them? How do I get people to find me, to book me for their events virtually? And so, as you know, I've been able to, to travel the planet and do this. The webinar or the tour is called Go Global, and it's about very basic principles that absolutely have to be in place before you have any real chance of getting booked internationally or globally. And they're not difficult principles, but without them, it's going to be very, very, very difficult. And so these are principles that I'm going to share that anybody can use to start positioning themselves and start getting the wheels turning to get noticed and to get chosen to speak at international events. Now, of course, I don't guarantee that anybody's going to speak internationally after my one-hour session, but I do guarantee that I'm going to give them the tools they need to start positioning themselves that way. And if they follow the guidance that I'm going to provide in this session, it's going to make a significant difference in their speaking business. How do people find out about how they can catch you live. So they can go to my website, stevelowell.com forward slash tour, T-O-U-R, all lowercase. It's all there. And the content is there and the schedule's there. They'll see the outline of the program is there. Admission is free. There is no charge for this event and there is no offer being made. This is a non-revenue generator for me. I'm doing this as a service to the speakers community as part of the Global Speakers Federation president. You know, because the speaking business has been so good to me and it's given so much to me and I like to give back where I can. And when this idea came up, I just thought it's a no-brainer for me. And so when you go to that page and you scroll down, you'll see the registration forms there. And there are 22 different opportunities for you to register at all different comfortable times in every time zone across 11 time zones in the world. So if you're in a major country, anywhere other than maybe the Far East, you know, Russia or no, you might even, Russia might even be okay. I'm not even sure where you can find on the planet where you can't <laughs> find a time that'll work for you. You'll find a time. I'm certain of it. But there are 22 different opportunities, all of them in reasonable times. So nobody's got to get out of bed at two o'clock in the morning, including me. Okay. Because that was yeah. the next question. What's your circadian rhythm? What's your biological clock going to have to go through for a 48 hour period to prepare for this? But yeah. it's set up in such a way that you can speak early in the morning or yeah. late into the evening and it'll work out. Yeah, it'll work out. It's going to be a busy three days. It's Friday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, next three, fifth, next week, 15th to the 17th. So it is a very, very busy three days. But this is what we do, Carl. You know, we get immersed in the job, we do the job, and then we go and crash, you know, and that's what'll happen. I'm really looking forward to it. It's going to be a whole lot of fun. I'm up for the challenge. And again, that's stevelowell.com. 
And of course, if you're catching this recording after the fact, stevelol.com is also where you can, if you'd like to work with Steve, you'd like to find out more about his services, his products, all of those things, that's there as well. Steve, it's been a great discussion. I know it's been a long time coming. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I'm really excited. And I'm very flattered that I was on your chicken list. I mean, that's very flattering. You know, I think the world of you, I have the enormous amount of respect for you, the work that you do, and I'm, I'm very uh, excited. And at the risk of sounding condescending, I'm very proud of you for your success, the contribution yeah. you're making to the world, the speaking world. And all I can say to you is it's about time, brother, because, you know, you've been, you're like this uh, golden little gem that's been sitting on the sidelines for so long. And now here you are, the world knows you're here. Uh, and I'm so glad glad they do because the speaking world needs Carl Richards. Steve, I really appreciate that. And I'm certainly looking forward to the world tour. I'm also looking forward to the Steve Lowell podcast. Speaking Um, of it's coming, not to put you on the spot or anything. (laughs) Sometime soon. The biggest challenge that I've had with podcasts, you know, I've done podcasts before and my biggest challenge has been being able to keep it up because I was on the road so much. I mean, we traveled all the yeah. time. And then, of course, with COVID, my focus was on the transition and all of that kind sure. of stuff. So maybe it'll be in the works at some point soon. <laughs> I just don't know. Steve, it's been a great discussion today. Thanks so much for taking time out of preparing for the world tour to talk about a number of things, including the world tour. Before I let you go, though, any final thoughts you'd like to pass along to our listeners today? Yeah, I think so. And if I were to offer a final thought, I think it would be this, you know, the world is not the same as it was 20 months ago. And there is now an unprecedented and enormous opportunity for every single person out there that's got a message to share with this world. And you can now reach the far corners of the globe right from your computer. The world has never been ready for this like it is now. So notice this opportunity, take advantage of this opportunity because there are people who need you. There are people who need your message. Your story could change lives, but it can't change lives if it doesn't get out there to the world. Now is the time. Steve Lowell, president of the Global Speakers Federation. Thanks so much. And we'll catch you on the other side of the world tour. Sounds good. Thanks, Carl. We'll see you there. And remember, get out there and own the platform. Thanks for listening to the Speaking of Speaking podcast. Fired up about something you heard today? Want to learn more? Be sure to visit carlspeaks.ca and don't forget to follow Carl on Twitter at carlrichard72 or join the Facebook group Speaking of Speaking 